Hey everyone, and welcome back to Radish Digital Fantasy Sports DFS, a show that breaks down everything happening in digital fantasy sports. Broadcast live in X Spaces at Radish Digital, that's digital with a J. If you love traditional fantasy sports but wonder where the innovation is, join us each week as we discuss strategies and recommendations for playing to win in the growing number of fantasy sports where you don't just play the roster, you own the roster. And now, without further delay, let's get to some digital fantasy sports talk. Hey everybody, this is Discord user Slappy White, and this is Radish Digital Fantasy Sports DFS talk. We're talking about so rare MLB for folks who are playing that game, so we're not going to explain the particulars, but if you want to know more, come and join us at Radish Digital. You can find us on Twitter at Radish Digital. I'm lucky to have the analytical expert on so rare moneyball himself moneyball how are you doing this week i'm doing pretty good um feeling feeling good about how things are going lately for sure oh the, and that includes your sleep because do you want to tell everybody in the audience how, how much do you sleep you sleep about on average six hours a day 15 minutes yeah. at a time right yeah it's very sparse it's spread out because i've got different locks all the time uh, it's it's the uh, the DFS that has got me because now it's daily and it's dangerous. Yeah, okay, dangerous. <laughs> so that's that's actually driving a lot of your sleep problems, huh? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Trying trying to look at because you have to remember I've got to wake up and be like, all right, who's not playing today? And then I got to make changes and yeah, it's yeah. It's all right. Well, let, let's hear about last week. Wait. Now, last week you had some advice for some folks. Which tournaments did you enter last week in uh, So Rare? How many total did you enter? And what's the best place you're in out of all of them? Now, 11 different tournaments across limited, rare, and super rare. And currently, and I believe it is now locked because National League is done, I'm 16th out of 1,244 people. Okay, so you slipped a bit. You were fourth the week before. I'm only teasing. 16th is still incredible. You did great. So just to give folks an idea of this is who we're talking to, he breaks everything down analytically, and he consistently finishes near the top um, every single week. Um, I do want to touch on one thing quick, is I know in the Radish Discord where we have a channel dedicated just to so rare MLB, you talked about you got into the ultra rare. And then immediately you did a 180 and you're getting out of it. And and, I'm, and I have to poke fun at you because I almost had a heart attack because you research everything to death. And when you said why you were getting out, to me, it was a little bit of, I don't want to say obvious. I mean, I didn't know this, but I would have imagined you would have researched it to the point where you would have known this. So why did you decide you're going to get out of ultra rare after just one week of competition? So after one week, I realized that that's, where people are putting their best cards. So people aren't putting Ronald Acuna rare in rare all-star and even not all the time in rare pro. Those people who have, you know, a thousand dollars in a rare card are using it trying to win super rare all-star. Yep. So that I, I, it's too big of a game for my current balance. Yep. Like I, I could maybe place and win if I really put my mind to it, but it's kind of like going into poker. Even if you're a great poker player, you've got fifty dollars in chips. The other person has ten thousand dollars in chips. It makes it a little bit difficult. Like you can do it, but it's difficult. And for me, I think the money. So you also want to look at it as how you're spending your money. The three cards that I had, 
um, I was able to turn around and resell them. Um, I think it's improving my rare lineup and my limited lineup so that I'll place better in those competitions. Instead of sure. trying to hope for a tier five super rare, now I'm aiming closer for like a tier one rare. And so that I think the advice to people that comes out of this, if you're if you want to compete in the ultra rare, you should be prepared to spend. And and what would be yeah, you haven't I th I'm asking you on the spot, but if you had to guess how much folks would have to spend just to be competitive every week in ultra rare, what would you say? Uh in ultra rare, probably like twenty thousand dollars. In super rare, probably around two thousand dollars at least just on your just on seven cards like you're that's one week off like and then you're hoping you you hit that week i guess and when you said twenty thousand you were talking about twenty thousand dollars yeah yeah so that's ultra rare that's ultra rare yeah versus well, super rare but you gotta remember ultra rare cards you can have cards that are twenty thousand dollar cards so that's crazy and do you have any <laughs> no no Okay. No, I would immediately sell that and try to get a down payment on a house. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, let's see. Um, all right. Speaking of this week, is that not your housing issue? Which teams do you want to focus on uh, for players? Which teams? So we're not going to get individual players, but just which teams do we want to focus on? Uh, once again, Atlanta and Seattle. So they've had soft schedules and Arizona as well. Okay. Arizona. That's a new one. That's different than last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and uh, which teams do we want to avoid? Uh, Colorado, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh would be my avoids for this week. All right, is Colorado not at home, or are there other reasons why you're uh, avoiding them? Uh, other reasons? Well, one, I don't think they're particularly good, but also, no, <laughs> they're, uh, they've only got three games, and they're at uh, Arizona, so they're okay. against Diamondbacks. Yeah. All right, so they're away from home, only a couple games, and of course we all know they're not doing that well. Um, although I will say over in Home Team Heroes uh, that Charlie Blackman was the top-scoring uh, fantasy leader in Home Team Heroes yesterday. So he was getting it done. So he, he, he was out most of the season, and I think it helps for him to only play a two-month season because he's not young anymore, so it definitely helps him. But speaking of players, all right, which players – should you absolutely have in your lineup for this week? And again, the so rare week we're talking about that's starting September 4th, Monday, and runs through Thursday. So which ones do we absolutely want to have in our lineup? So I wanted to stipulate this before I say it. This is you've already got really great players, but Julio Rodriguez and Corbin Carroll, those two guys in your lineups this week, that's Seattle and Arizona. Um, but that's if you you already have kind of a back backup for them. Like, like in real baseball, you want your good players to have efficient backup as well. Um, so those two guys are the kind of high-end cost guys. Everybody else, uh, you'd want Christian Walker, Tommy Pham, both of Arizona. Uh, there is some concern about, I think it's Tommy Pham or Christian. One of the two of them had some, I can't remember right now, but one of the two of them had some injury uh, over the weekend, I actually mm. just bought their rare, so that's going to be unfortunate if if somebody's out. 
Yeah, but, no, it's um, probably it's probably Christian Walker. I followed his career since he came up. He was supposed to be even better than what he is now, and he was he was injured early on in his career. So Tommy Pham bounces around from team to team, and he tends to one of the reasons why he finds a home with a team every time is because he does tend to stick around and actually make it. I I, I haven't looked. We won't do that live. But if I had to guess, I bet it's Christian Walker that's absent. All right, who else? Uh then Marcelo Zuna. I. I put it in the Discord why I think he is underrated, um, but yeah, we'll we'll just leave it as as Marcelo Zuna, who has just been outperforming everything. So for Atlanta, he's definitely undervalued and and going to be good. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez again, Seattle. Sure. Um, one of the oddballs, actually two of the oddballs, Alex Bregman of Houston and Yandy Diaz. I think it might be Yandy. Um, Tampa Bay. So those are kind of outliers, but okay. projecting to do well. Yeah, so folks can put those in their lineup. I mean, you heard from Moneyball, 12th this week, and it was 4th last week, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember offhand. <laughs> but it does. It also, no. goes, it also goes to show it was folks. first two weeks ago, I'll, give, I'll say that. <laughs> it, well, I was going to say that's it says something about you. The fact that you're not sure if you were fourth or not, it means you're always placing up there in the top 10. All right. Well, so let's look at which players you should leave on the bench and not just the players that are bad, but who, who are the good players that you wouldn't necessarily touch this week? And it just, you mentioned some of the teams to avoid. Um, certainly you'd look at those. Or is there anybody that sticks out in your mind where you're like, Nope, I'm not starting them this week coming up. Yeah, for me, the big one, and again, a small caveat after this, but Freddie Freeman, um, which is one of the biggest names in baseball right now, I think. Yep. It's fair to say. Um, only three games, and they're playing at Miami, so they're away from home. Uh, the only caveat is players like Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman kind of have that opportunity to always blow up, but what you're saying is that their opportunity is reduced to the point where there's other players sure. who can do better. Uh, the other one, the other notable name uh, for me was Fernando Tatis. Again, I have to do a caveat here because although he only has three games, uh, they're playing at home against the Phillies. He'd been ice cold up until I believe the last two days. So sure. it could be that he's suddenly found his bat and you might be not playing him right when he heats up. But from the last no, I, few weeks, we're saying... Yeah, no, I mean, you have a point. When we were doing the show about Home Team Hero Fantasy Baseball is that Soto, who is... Um, he inspires the fan, Chosen, who's the Home Team Hero. We were talking about Soto and just with nothing to play for. Do these superstars, you know, one, do they have the same drive to do as well? And then number two, you also want to let younger members of the organization get out there and see what they can do, not to replace these superstars, but just to see what they have to come in and support the team next year. So whether it's Tatis or whether it's Soto, there's always that concern. That's a great point. Who else should you look to avoid? Uh, I didn't write anybody else down that's notable. That's because okay. they're not off of the teams nope. that... Uh, yeah, that's said to avoid it entirely. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's good. The couple of names, that's what we want to hear. Um, all right. So, which one player should you be selling high right now? Ellie De La Cruz. Okay. And 
There are, there are, ga- there are game out for, and by the way, they were game out for the wild card spot. I think in National League is where they or they were going into today. And I think they lost eight to twelve or something like that. But um, so why LA De La Cruz? Uh, the remaining schedule isn't great. That's that's one big thing. I don't think Cincinnati gets in for the wild card spot from just looking at all the teams in contention and all of their schedules. It doesn't look like that's what they they make it. I think I wrote my projection yeah. for end of season a few weeks back, and so far it's it's looking pretty solid. Um, so yeah, Ellie De La Cruz, you're getting huge uh, profit. I think he's probably he's pretty pumped right now, and you can make better use of your money going with somebody from uh, Toronto, Seattle probably pick up a Dodger or a Brave. Maybe not not a, obviously not gonna get a Cunha, but you can get some really good players who are going to get you as many or more points and actually have postseason viability. Well and because uh, of course in so rare major league baseball you can continue to play uh field a, a team if you have players that are playing in the postseason. But they yeah. obviously need to be playing then. There's no simulation. It's real baseball, even into the postseason. So can you narrow it down for us, though, Moneyball? If, like, let's say there was one. If you were going to buy one, well, and, and you mentioned, like, getting some Dodgers. But if you could buy one player who's the best bargain, not necessarily one like you should, because you talk a lot of times about who you should have, and you acknowledge the fact that sometimes they're not the cheapest. But can you think of any right now that looks a little cheap and you should be buying? You, and by the way, I should admit, I should tell folks, that's one thing you do really well. You do a great job of, of forecasting a couple weeks to a couple months out, telling folks what they need to be looking out for. So who, who would be that one candidate? And if you don't have it, that's okay. You shared kind of which teams we should be picking up. Uh, George Springer. George Springer. That's okay. As far as one player that you want to pick... Uh, he projects well, but also he's got a soft schedule coming up. And I haven't really mentioned this, but my my ideal for a postseason, and this is difficult, it's like threading a needle. You don't want to win your division. You want to be a wild card slot because that first round, uh, Atlanta's not going to be in it. The Dodgers aren't right. going to be in it. So you're not competing against those guys. You yep. want quality players who are in the wild card spot so you get that first week kind of all to yourself. Sure. Um, That's a great point. Yeah, so Seattle might might make it as the division leader, which is a problem. I was hoping they were going to just be a wild card, but then they actually went. They they played too well. I need them to back it off a little. Yeah, well, let's call up the Mariners organization and tell them you consider it a problem that they might win the division. Yeah, yeah they feel about it. <laughs> All right, well, so we're let's just to wrap up one more time. So teams to teams that you want to focus on. Which teams do you want to focus on? The the players on those teams. Atlanta. Atlanta with Marcella Zuna. Uh, Arizona, Tommy Pham, Christian Walker, Seattle, pretty much everybody right now is really on fire. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, if you can afford it, Teoscar Hernandez is doing great right now as well. Um, avoid Colorado, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. Okay, great. So anything else you want to add, Moneyball, before we head out for this week? I think one more buy would be Mitch Garver. It's hard to tell, but I'm pretty certain he's found his bat and is is losing his mind. This coming week, not super great, but September 8th through 10th, they've got three games at Oakland or versus Oakland at home, and he's going to be like a pick of the week. It's going to be great. Wow. 
Okay. And by the way, do you have any feeling about Jason Dominguez, who just got called up for the Yankees? He hit his second home yeah, run tonight. Second home, home run. Yep. Yeah, second home run in three nights. Uh, I, are you going to touch that, or he's already inflated price, so you wouldn't be interested? Do they, I looked. Do, do they even have his card right now? I haven't looked. I don't think they. I don't think they've minted his card yet. Wow, I'm surprised it was so rare that they want to be on top of that. I mean, he already has his tops now card. He's already debuted in the major leagues. It was rumored it was happening. I'm kind of surprised because I know last year when so rare started and we were getting their um and we were getting their different cards, some of the players I was kind of shocked on. So I'm surprised that they don't have a Jason Dominguez. Hopefully think, by the time folks are listening to this podcast that they have the ability to pick him up. What was that Moneyball? There's a few new players and it seems like their their rationale might be that they don't have enough time to mint. So they're gonna, they're not printing ones one of 1,000 or one of 100 because then you don't have enough mints in of that particular card to go around kind sure. of thing. Um, so it's kind of fake uh, scarcity, whereas everybody else who's been minted since the beginning of season or last season, you've got a lot more. So they might not make it at all. They, yeah, yeah. They, maybe we can see if we can get somebody from Sir Rare to come on here and talk to us a little bit about their thinking. That would be an interesting one. All right, but right now, let's leave it right there so folks have the information they need to get dangerous in next week's So Rare MLB lineup. So you heard it here first from Moneyball. Listen to the man who's always finishing in the top 25. Moneyball, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you are very welcome. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Radish Digital Fantasy Sports DFS. Broadcast live in X spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. We want to thank you, the listener, and a special thanks to those in the audience who raised their hand, came on stage, helping to make Radish Digital your home for community. Radish Digital, curating digital content for you while providing breaking and fantasy sports on the blockchain. That's it for this show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.